right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. We've got a brand new friend to introduce to you. We do. Like, it's so much fun to introduce you to our friends and so excited this morning for you to meet Gwen. Gwen and I met actually about Oh, it was this past summer mm-hmm. in Budapest. I was visiting my daughter and we got to, she, she's a friend of Gwen's and a friend of mine. And so we got to meet there and Bryn told me, my oldest daughter told me about your book and she's like, you've got to have Gwen on the show. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so Gwen is an author. She is, has always been in ministry and has a heart for the Lord and just want folks to get to know you this morning, Gwen, a little bit personally. So can we start by just talking about your faith journey. How did you how did you discover who Jesus is and fall in love with him? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, it's good to be here. Thank you, yeah, Shauna and Perry, for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Um, I grew up out in on a farm in Dutch country, Pennsylvania. Hmm. And um, it was there that my parents uh, took me to church from a baby on. And um, I... At 10 years old, was sitting in a morning service. It was a special, back in those days, it was evangelistic services, we called them. And I remember the evangelist giving a welcome, you know, invite to come to the altar to Mm -hmm. know Jesus. And I was sitting in with my Sunday school class as a 10-year-old, and the tears were running down my face. Mm -hmm. And my mom and dad were sitting behind me, and... Um, like back further, they always got to church late. So they were back in the overflow section, but dad saw my tears from Mm -hmm. a distance. And I think he came up and asked me, do you, do you want to go forward? And dad and I Mm -hmm. held hands and walked down together. And it was that day that I found my salvation in Christ, which is always an amazing day for me. I remember as a little girl just feeling clean inside mm-hmm. the next day and I wanted to tell kids on the bus about Jesus. Mm. That's awesome. So that that's where it all started. And then through the years I just, you know, the more I found out about God, the more I grew in my own life, you know, I just would keep giving myself over to him. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And this book, Unforced Rhythms, mm. this, the title in and of itself is like, just draws you in. It's like mm. unforced rhythms. <laughs> How, is that even possible? <laughs> I want to experience unforced rhythms. Tell us a little bit about your journey of, of um, spending time with the Lord and, mm. and discovering what your rhythm is. And was yeah. that easy for you? Did you fall into it? Did you have to wrestle with it? What was that journey like? Oh, I wrestled with mm. it a lot. Um, becoming a Christian at a young age, we were taught, um, which, you know, in Sunday school, we always sang this song, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Mm. And um, one of the added verses was neglect your Bible, forget to pray and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Oh, ouch. And so, um, you know, I was a pretty compliant child and so and wanted to be obedient. And so, you know, that reading your Bible and pray every day, I know my Sunday school teachers had great intentions that that's a really important part of our Christian life and Mm -hmm. growth. But as the years went on, I found... um, what they called daily devotions was a, a struggle for me. I love Jesus. I wanted to be in close relationship with him, mm-hmm. but the daily devotions, I just called it a spiritual angst in my life because 
I had a really hard time keeping up with it. So you might do good for a few weeks and then I'd be like struggling and missing and then I'd be self-condemning and feeling like I wasn't a good Christian. I was struggling. So I probably for a couple decades just was searching the scriptures. Is is this what what is the struggle inside of me with this? I want to be close to Jesus, but why do I struggle with daily devotions? Mm. We are talking with our new friend, Gwen Jackson. Her book is called Unforced Rhythms. You know, it's so easy for things to turn into religion, isn't it? Mm. You know, read the Bible every day. Yeah. And then, you know, what was the other part of it? If you don't read the Bible? You'll shrink, shrink, shrink. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's true, but it gets twisted so easily and Mm. then we we just end up trying to perform Mm -hmm. to please God. Yeah, and that's very, very forced. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's religion. Yes. That's not the gospel. Yeah. That's right. The gospel is trusting in Jesus' performance and not our own. And so, we we have to be really careful when we communicate things that we don't assume the gospel because our hearts mm-hmm. are going to turn it into religion. It sounds like that's that's what happened for you. It did. It became legalistic, and I didn't want it to be legalistic. I had this. You know, I always felt I wasn't enough. I wasn't growing in Christ. I wasn't measuring up. And I couldn't reconcile this longing inside of me to know Christ Mm -hmm. and to be close to him. And yet this defeat I would feel finding, you know, this dailiness that I was supposed to have with. And oftentimes it was morning and I'm not a morning person, even though I'm here early this morning. (laughs) Me too. Uh, So, wow, that's big of you to be here every morning. But um, yeah, reconcile that longing and desire to be close to Jesus. But then the struggle and spiritual angst I had in trying to be daily and in the morning get up and spend this time in the word and prayer and I'd fall asleep or mm-hmm. it just wasn't as meaningful to me as well, I want it to be. You're resting in the Lord, you know? You fell <laughs> yeah, asleep. that's right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, struggled with a long time struggled a long time because you're not a morning person and you know the daily time with god just felt like i've got to check the box and and if i do this you know god will be happy with me today and that's been your struggle so how did you come to the place where the lord gave you freedom can you tell us that part of the story yes of course so after you know, this book comes out of several decades of searching and seeking God and all this um, because it be it, daily devotion seems to be something that's kind of required for Christian maturity. <laughs> um, but like I said, it felt legalistic and um, the spiritual angst I had in trying to wanting to be close to Jesus, but struggling with that. And I wanted to be in his word. I wanted to spend time with him in prayer. Um, so there were several things that came to a real turnaround liberating moment for me. But one of the main things was the scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Um, and many of you are familiar with this because it's come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
I was I was studying the scripture and one of the pastors that was on staff where we were pastoring at the time shared with me a little bit what that verse means that it was said to the Jewish people who had all these rules and regulations on them by the Pharisees that it was they were oppressed mm-hmm. and they were felt in bondage to all these rules and in a way, not to offend anybody, that's how I felt about daily devotions. Mm-hmm. It was sort of this like burden for me. Um, the message is where I got the title of the book. The message um, version says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Now, I had a faith, a living faith, sure. but this legalistic felt like religion, like you're mm-hmm. trying to earn your way to God by having these daily devotions, but I didn't want it to be that. So he says in the message, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Well, I certainly wasn't feeling freely free and light right. in having to do daily devotions. And so as I began to sort through that scripture In the middle of all that, someone began to share with me about this thought of life rhythms. And he wrote this short little article about these three life rhythms that people tend to live life by. And when I read it, because I would say to God, okay, what's this look like for me? Mm -hmm. If, If these daily devotions are a struggle, then what does this look like for me to spend time with you? This little life rhythm article I read by a friend named Dave um, gave me the practical side of it. And this is the, I think, the crux of the book where people, it's a big takeaway. So there's three life rhythms that people tend to live life by. One is daily. There are daily people who love routine. And I always think of my mom. She passed away two years ago in coming March. But she loved her morning and evening devotions. And those were solid in her life for decades. Mm -hmm. But she was very routine in life. Like you grocery shopped on Thursday evenings. We (laughs) cleaned and baked every Saturday. You know, there was just a routine to every day of her life and so those daily devotions were her were her substance you know to just carry her through um so there are those daily people out there but then there's another rhythm that's called weekly monthly this is my husband dennis he they kind of live life to a week, like a, they like projects, they like to move forward, but there's not this daily quota or this uh, to-do list that the daily people love. Daily people love to make to-do lists and check off the boxes. Oh my gosh, you are like nailing me. I'm <laughs> such a daily, I get your mama. Oh, time. there you go. Yeah. yeah. They can get a lot done. You know, they, if they know what they're going to do and how to get it done, they can get a lot done. And I tried to be in my spiritual life a daily person in those devotions. But this is where I realized, oh my goodness, I'm not daily, but I'm the third rhythm which is seasonal Mm. and I was like oh it just was such a liberating thought for me that I'm not daily I really don't do life in a daily matter manner and so the seasonal rhythm rung true with me so um 
So the weekly, monthly people will say, oh, it's September. What do I do in September? And they love goals and projects. Mm -hmm. They like teams to help them get the work done because they can spin a lot of plates at once. And, And they like, my husband has been doing a day alone with God ever since he was in his 20s, where he takes a whole day once a month to just Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to go spend time with God. Now, that's not the only time he spends with God. He'll listen to, um, he loves this dwell app where you can listen to the scripture. He'll do that on the way to work. Um, You know, he's he's connecting with God. Mm -hmm. But that one day a month is like, rich and carries him through, you know, mm-hmm. for the long term. Um, but he's connecting with God. The seasonal um, person is a little harder to explain. <laughs> we're really hard to figure out because we're so unique and that's me. But but we do life in seasons. There has to be a beginning and an end. Hmm. And so the, as you can see for a s- seasonal person, the dailiness Oh my goodness, it bogged me down. No wonder it was a burden for me because I live in seasons. So there's this sense of what's God doing in my life right now in the next two, three months I can, what's he doing and who can I bring into my life and who, what scriptures go with that? And just, um, finding that time with God, I will camp in a scripture for a while (laughs) for long term rather than, okay, I read this today and then a different scripture tomorrow. So those three rhythms really find, I find liberating in people's lives, believers who find that out and go, oh, no wonder I've been struggling with daily devotions. Yeah. I'm not broken. I'm not wrong. I'm just different. Oh, it's so freeing. (laughs) It's so freeing. So good. Yeah. If you get my book, there's a chapter on each of the rhythms in there. And then at the end, I sort of have a bullet point of um, what that rhythm looks like. So it's easy to identify. Some people, when I'm teaching this in workshops, um, can can identify themselves just as I share the characteristics. I often split them up into the three different groups. And I've had couples where their wife is in the daily and the husband's in the seasonal. And she looks at him and said, I didn't think he was a very good Christian because he doesn't have his devotions. And he's like, every time you go into your prayer closet with his quote signs, I feel guilty. So it, it's really helpful to understand even others. If you're daily, it's helpful to even understand there are other rhythms that people yeah. live by and that's okay. And they still love Jesus. That's and they're right. they're still saved and all that. I always say um, it's intentionality is an important thing because whatever rhythm you are, you have to be intentional about spending time mm-hmm. with Jesus. So there is so much out there on the daily. There's If you Google daily devotions, I mean, there's tons of books. Sure. I'm a daily person Mm -hmm. and my daughter has read your book and her, you know, she said, mom, you modeled for me the daily. And so that kind of set the expectation. And so, yeah, it, it, it almost, you know, if you're not a daily person, you feel like somehow you're less or you're lacking or there's something there that you're missing out on. Totally. That's how a lot of people feel, I believe, as believers. Um, because I don't know where daily devotions began. I do wonder, you know, we think about way back when the Desert Fathers and the contemplative types tend to write the devotionals and they, I think, are more this daily and wake up early and have your time with God. So I don't know if those contemplative types, you know, 
kept on bringing it forward. There was a day when we didn't have the Bible. We didn't have the word to read, you know, until the Gutenberg press, you know, created the words for us to read. So there was a time where it was very oral. And and so I don't know where it all began, but somewhere along the line, it became sort of this requirement, this thing that we should do, those oughts and shoulds that we should live by. But if you're not daily, you're struggling. And like I did, and feeling that spiritual angst, I call it, of Wanting to be close to God, but gosh, these daily devotions are such a hard thing for me to keep up. And if you're if you're daily, that's great. If you're not daily, that routine will bog you down eventually. So there's lots out there on daily. So the second rhythm is weekly, monthly. So as I said, it's like, oh, it's August. What do I do in August? You know, or what do I do in December? The daily are anchored in routine, whereas the weekly, monthly people are anchored in goals and projects. So they aren't so much interested in the daily quota, checking off a to-do list. Mm -hmm. But as long as their goals and projects are moving forward, they're happy. And so Monday might look very different than the next Monday. You know, their weeks will look different. But as long as that project's moving Mm -hmm. forward, um, they're happy. So they love schedules. They love calendars. My husband has umpteen calendars and he gets so geeked about filling them in <laughs> with colored tape and color coded. And it's kind of like the calendar you have here in your office. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they set priorities. Um, yeah. So they want to just make sure they're accomplishing the overall goals. They can be extremely spontaneous. They can spin a lot of plates at once. And like I said, because of that, they like to have a team around them. They like to do things teamwork because that way they get all their goals and projects done. So as far as spiritually, I mentioned Dennis taking a day alone with God. And Perry, you said this year you're going to do two days alone with God a month. Um, And those days can really nourish your soul And um, you put it on the calendar, of course, you know, and in between, you'll find ways to listen or to the word, um, listen to worship music. Um, Dennis loves praying for others um, in our Global Partners organization. He will often pray on his dealing with God through every single one of our missionaries. Mm. Um, he loves praying with others. But he's very intentional, too, about making sure his spiritual life is up to snuff, so to speak, where he met with kind of a counselor, a coach, um, over the last two, three years and worked through some things in a journey mm-hmm. of, you know, looking at his childhood and why he was reacting the way he was to stuff, but wanting to really... have his life transformed by Jesus. So that's the weekly, monthly, in a nutshell. The seasonal, and I add yearly on that because I tend to define my years as well. So the year I was writing this book, it was the year of the book. I I needed Mm -hmm. to finish the book. Um, The year I turned 60 was the year of Jubilee because I had been a Christian for 50 years from the 10. And so it was the year of Jubilee, like it talks about in the Old Testament, um, and we actually went back that year and visited the church that I got mm-hmm. saved in and went, we were in Brazil and we went to the place where I went on a mission trip at 19. And so we just visited places that were pivotal moments in mm-hmm. my life. 
Um, the seasonal person is more interested in just living life. They like to just process life, live life. What's God doing in my life? There tends can be a theme to it. We love long vacations. We love sabbaticals. I've talked to daily people who are saying, oh, man, I take a vacation and one week I'm ready to get back to my routine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, give me two months. <laughs> <laughs> Two months just to yeah. just focus on life and seasonal people, not to say that the other rhythms aren't this, but they tend to be creative. They they do a lot of art and music and writing. Um, so they anchor themselves in the processes of life. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of you can relate with that. And so what's that look like spiritually? Well, some people think seasonal people are lazy. We are not lazy. We just do life a little differently than the rest of you. But uh, we can tend to have high productive times and then low productive times. So even in our spiritual light walk, we can have some woo high season where people are like, whoa, she, you know, she's really on a spiritual high. But then we can dip down and kind of be sort of spiritually low. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of the way we are. And I think it's good for seasonal people to recognize those highs and lows and how do we stay on top of things even when we're in the low times. We were talking about Enneagrams and I'm an Enneagram four. So we tend to have all the feels, you know, we deep thinkers, we like to process and communicate our feelings. And so the psalmist is probably a seasonal person because the psalmist does a lot of that in Mm. in the chapters. Um, Very transparent. And like I said, we like variety. So the personal daily devotions, unless you change it up, it's, it was just always the same. And Mm. so we need a variety of things. So we, I was mentioning this year I'm doing a liturgical calendar, which felt a little bit, oh, because they have daily readings and all that. But we do need a little bit of structure sometimes to help us seasonal persons kind of stay in place. And so I've had fun, you know, coming into the new year. It's Epiphany. You know, they say January 6th, the end of Christmas. And then we went into this, what they called ordinary time. And I love ordinary time because during the days, in ordinary days of my life, I just watch for God. Mm. And I have met some wonderful people in the ordinary days of my life that I've encouraged, that I have long-term relationships with, just meeting them in my ordinary days. Hmm. Can you tell us an example of that? Yes. So I was, my car, Dennis was out of town and my car drained all of its oil. And I'm driving downtown Indianapolis and the light comes on and says, stop the car, turn off the engine. And I pull in this office parking lot. It's on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I tried to call neighbors. Nobody was home. I carefully drove a quarter of a mile to a Firestone station in the city. And they were closing in 10 minutes, like mm-hmm. at 3 o'clock that afternoon. It was a Saturday and so I just went in and said, I need someone to look at my car. I got it here, but I can't drive. It has no oil in it. Out in the parking lot is this guy doing exercises. And he has his computer on his sweatshirt in the parking lot. And I'm hearing Christian music. And I, I walked up to him and I said, are you a Christian? And he goes, yeah. And we gave each other a high five. <laughs> this guy, Will Adams, is a hip hop dancer. And he was doing all his exercises for his hip hop. 
we are still friends. And he told me his story. He was in Hollywood. I don't think Will would mind if he hears this, but he was in Hollywood and he was teaching hip hop dance to kids, but he went through a a hard time. He said Hollywood beat him up. And Mm -hmm. so he was back in Indy where his family was from trying to get his life back together, Mm -hmm. been through a divorce and, and all that. So I said, Hey, let's exchange phone numbers. And we did. I looked him up when I got home. He's done a Ted talk. He's got thousands of followers. Oh, <laughs> He's called Wildebeest Adams. And I am going to see him next month. I'm going to Exponential down in Orlando and he's going to be there. And his Christian life is doing so great. So I would just send him texts and scriptures, but will somebody met in a Firestone parking lot? Right. So things like that, you know, where God's just at work and you just, I just, feel led by God to mm-hmm. connect with somebody. So I love as a seasonal person, just living out the ordinary days, sacred ordinary days. And then um, we're about to come out of the sacred ordinary days. And they're all sacred ordinary days, but we're about to, as we were talking about Fat Tuesday and Lent, we're about to enter into a new season in the yeah. liturgical calendar of sacrificial thoughts and behavior and and then moving into Easter. So the seasonal people, it's a different thing for me to do. Any time of the day when I have a chance, I'll maybe look at the scripture for the day. There's like five scriptures, some mm-hmm. out of the New, some out of the Old Testament, and I'll read it out loud. I, I find reading it out loud has been really helpful mm-hmm. to me. When it comes to daily devotions when it are you know seasonal devotions it, whether regardless of what season you are the purpose of devotions the purpose of of drawing near to god is not earning or winning his favor mm-hmm. there's a greater there's a greater purpose there's a greater um intent there talk about that Gwen. yes well i think some of the bottom lines to wrap this up is no matter what your life rhythm is what matters is a changed life in christ Galatians 5, 6, I love the book of Galatians because it's all about grace. But Paul says in 5, 6, that the only thing that really counts in life is that our faith is expressing itself in love. Mm. And then he closes out the book, Galatians six 15, he'll say, what matters is a new creation in Christ. And so we can be, I remember there's a place where Jesus talks about the Pharisees having so much zeal for the the word, you know, but yet it wasn't in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so we can spend time in the word and um, in prayer with Jesus. But if it's not transforming our lives, we're, we're, we're a lopsided Christian. We're missing out on the side of our faith. And so... Um, I think it's important for us to remember that the goal of spiritual formation is always knowing and loving God Mm -hmm. and becoming more like Christ. But this is the other half of it for the sake of others. We, we bring his word and time with him, whatever those intentional practices look like, but then we make sure that they're flowing out to the world around us Mm -hmm. and making a difference. So I think those that's intentionality um, that we're making a difference not only within our own life transformation. We don't measure, we shouldn't be measuring ourselves by how often do I do my, you know, stay consistent in my daily devotions and time with the Lord. But we should be measuring our lives by, in Galatians again, 5, 22 and 23, 
the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, goodness. Are those things happening in our lives? That's where we should, if we want to measure something, we measure the life transformation and that that fruit of the Spirit is being a part of our lives and, and making the word live out through the life transformation happening in us. Yeah. I love this book. I love the tool. I love that, you know, I think for a lot of people listening right now, I know it was for me, Gwen, that this idea of unforced rhythms and why daily devotions aren't for all of us is, is so freeing. Mm. But I've heard you say one word that stands out to me over and over again throughout our time together this morning is intentional. Yes. So not being a daily person doesn't mean that you're off the hook. That's right. About growing spiritually. Yes. There's an intentionality regardless of what rhythm is natural for you and feels unforced. Yes. It's leaning in to, to experience God in a meaningful way. And to be changed by him as you yeah. do so, so that others are are blessed for extensions of yes. his love to the world around us. Yes, yeah. it's definitely not a license to stop spending time with God sure. if we say we're weekly or we're seasonal. Um, but we shouldn't be in bondage to something that doesn't fit into, you know, Jesus's yoke is easy and his burden yeah. is light. We shouldn't be in bondage, but we don't have a license to just go, oh, I'm good. You know, I don't right. need to spend time with God. But discover whatever that rhythm is and then find out how that intentionally can happen in your life. Yeah, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, monthly, whether it's seasonal or yearly, it's all about having God's love poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so that we can then pour his heart out to others. That's correct. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Come on. It's (laughs) called Unforced Rhythms, Why Daily Devotions Aren't for All of Us by Gwen Jackson. You can get it at Amazon. And you can also check out her website, unforcedrhythmsbook.com, unforcedrhythmsbook.com. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930. 